0: And then he said, so if you're going to be like somebody, don't you think you should do the things they did and maybe speak the language they spoke? And then it hit me like a train. I was like, I can't just say I'm like him. I actually have to be like him. How did it take me a decade to figure this out?
1: Welcome to Walk Like a Hebrew. I'm Jody O'Dell. This podcast is for everyone who believes in and follows Yeshua HaMashiach, a.k.a. Jesus Christ. I give people the opportunity to tell the world how they came to discover the truth about the Bible, the new or renewed covenant, and the Torah. We talk about how our lives changed when we learned that Jesus did not actually abolish God's law and that grace has been there since the beginning and will be till the end. My guests today are Eddie and Amitha Schaefer of Northern California, We talk about how they became Torah observant, how a Rev Shabbat became the best thing they ever did for their family, and how they learned that Torah can only be truly kept in community. Walk Like a Hebrew is listener-supported. Please consider making either a one-time or recurring donation by visiting sheholdsforth.com slash donate, or by subscribing to podhero.com, where $5.99 a month can help support all of your favorite podcasters. And we now have Walk Like a Hebrew merch available in our Etsy store. You'll find hoodies, mugs, t-shirts, and more at etsy.com slash shop slash walklikeahebrew. Welcome to Walk Like a Hebrew. I'm here tonight with Eddie and Namita Schaefer. How are you guys doing?
0: Doing good. How are you? doing
1: good. I am great, and I'm really glad that I got you guys on. I met Eddie behind the soundboard at Sukkot. Which I don't know about you, but that's my favorite place in the world to be. It's pretty fun. (laughs) Yeah. And got to know you guys a little bit during Sukkot. I didn't get to get out much because I was on
2: babysitting duty all of Sukkot, but. Mm -hmm. That's fun. I guess you guys can relate. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So introduce yourselves. Um, My name is Namita Schaefer.
0: I'm Eddie. We are now in California. We just moved here in August of this year. I'm in the Air Force and they moved me from Mississippi here to California this year. Uh, We've been married for coming up on, what, 12 years in January. (laughs) Uh, We have three boys. Uh, The oldest is seven. We have a three-year-old and one who will be two.
2: Wow. It's
0: fun. Lots of fun days.
2: Yes, it is. And uh, I am a stay-at-home mom. I homeschool my older one. He's in second grade right now. And I'm sure my other two will catch up soon. (laughs) So yes, yes, I enjoy being home and being a housewife. So how did you two meet?
0: Online on a free Christian dating website, (laughs) interestingly. (laughs) I don't remember which one. It was too long ago.
2: (laughs) Yes, we did. Um, I was in South Carolina at the time teaching.
0: And I was in Mississippi in training, learning how to predict the weather. That is so cool.
1: When the internet first came out and people started talking about meeting people online, it terrified Mm me. I could not possibly imagine how that would work.
2: I totally agree. I was totally ex- against internet dating.
0: Somehow I convinced her to come to Mississippi on spring break. <laughs> that's how we met in person for wow. the first time.
2: Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. that's
1: a leap of faith. It was, truly.
0: <laughs> her first road trip on her own.
1: <laughs>
2: you drove from the Carolinas to Mississippi? Yes, I did. I had like 3 GPS, I think. <laughs> I never left the state before, so my friends were making sure I didn't get lost. Oh, that's so sweet. Wow. Well,
1: congratulations. Yeah. It, it appears to have worked. Yes. <laughs> I would say so. Yes. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. <laughs> How long have you guys been keeping Torah?
0: Actually, eight years, give or take. Namitha um, was a little before me, probably about six or seven months before me. Um, But yeah, it was really in 2012 that it all started for us.
1: And what were you doing before that?
0: Well, I grew up Southern Baptist... But after we got married, we agreed we we were going to some non-denominational churches at that time.
2: Yeah. Well, I grew up in different churches, if I may say that, like uh, Protestant, started off as Protestant, then to Lutheran. And I guess when I left India, I was in New Life Assemblies of God, New Life Assemblies of God Church. Okay, That's where I was when I left India. So I was a born-again believer before I left India when I came to the States.
1: Were you guys involved in ministry or anything like that?
0: Yeah. um, So, you know, as a couple, um, we were pretty involved. We helped with the young adult ministry. Uh, We helped with the meetings and teaching and mentorship every week. And then, you know, we've done other things like uh, we would help with different community programs and like vacation Bible school. Mm -hmm. Basically, whatever they had going, we would. Find a way to get plugged in and, and do something. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't think I've yet met a person who came out of mainstream Christianity into Torah that wasn't deeply involved in ministry at their prior mm-hmm. church. I think yeah. that has something to do with the type of people that are drawn. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you. To the truth. Yeah. Yes. yes. Well, okay. So here it is. What was the thing? What was it that opened your eyes and changed your mind and made you take a closer look?
0: Well, if you don't mind, it's kind of a a little bit of a long story. That's okay. Um, we, We were living in South Carolina. That's where I was stationed. And all of a sudden, the Air Force, to me and 21 other people, said, hey, you guys are all moving. Ten of them went to North Carolina. Ten of them went to Texas. One went to Idaho. And they're like, you, you get to go to Tacoma, Washington wasn't where I'd asked to go, never wanted to go there. was like, oh, okay, this is going to be interesting. So, my brother-in-law Namitha's brother was in India at the time, and he had met a pastor there who taught him about someone you may know his name, a pastor named Mark Bilts in El Shaddai Ministries in Tacoma, Washington. And when her brother found out we were moving, he said, hey, you guys should check this out. He's pretty cool. You should check it out when you get there. You're going to be close. So, we moved, and Namitha really wanted to try it. I said, okay, yeah, we can go. And at the time they were doing an extra teaching on Monday nights. Uh, And so we went one Monday night and Mark Bilch was teaching on the paleo Hebrew and going like an hour long session on each letter. And we walked in and sat down and uh, my brain melted. I was like, these people are crazy. We're never coming back.
1: (laughs) Uh (laughs) That's a very common reaction. (laughs)
0: right it's like what are they doing no no we're not coming back Um, so the next thing was pastor joe actually came yeah
2: yeah so um this pastor from india he you know i know him since when i was young when i was in india and he's good friends with my mom and my brother and all so when he came to tacoma washington to visit mark bills for yom Turu, i believe So my mom said, Hey, you need to go visit him, you know, pay respect. He's our friend. So I said, okay, mom, I'll go check him out. So I asked him, where do I meet you? And he said, I'm at El Shaddai Ministries and I'll be here during your Torah service. I said, okay, sure, I'll go. So I I go to visit him at the church and I walk in and, and there were thousands of people blowing shofars and I mean, I had goosebumps all over me. I just got goosebumps just imagining it. Yes, there <laughs> were banners.
0: To, to be clear, I was like, you can go, but I'm not going. Uh,
2: yeah, it was just me. I went to visit my Indian pastor. Okay, so I'm trying to pay my respects to him, you know, say hi and be polite and courteous. So I just had goosebumps and I felt the Holy Spirit. I, I know I'm spirit-filled, so I know the presence of Holy Spirit. So I know that there was the Spirit there, Spirit of Yahweh. I just didn't understand what was going on. It almost felt like Greek and Latin to me, <laughs> to tell you the truth, all the Hebrew, because yeah. it was it was new. There were banners everywhere. There was just people blowing shofars. I was just blown away. I was just spellbound for a while. Like I couldn't comprehend what was going on in there, but I was so drawn to it. Even though I didn't understand in my head, my heart was drawn to it. So I kind of like, oh, man, this is amazing. This is where I want to be is what my heart is saying. And after that, we came home and we had Pastor Joe over for dinner, whatnot. And he kind of tried to explain to us a little bit, but Eddie was not quite, you know. I
0: was against it. I was like, Me too. I was like,
2: I didn't understand what was going on. So I guess for the sake of our... For the sake of our marriage, peace in our marriage, we decided we're not going and we're just going to go to our Sunday church. I,
0: I decided we weren't going and she acquiesced. Ah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay. But Father yeah, had no, different plans. No need to mince
0: words. Isn't, that, that's what isn't
2: that how that works? So, Yeah. <laughs> how many months later was that? Like a couple of months later, right?
0: Yeah, it was a few months after that. It was probably two or three months after we had visited the first time she went to Trumpets. So that was all actually late 2011. And then the next big thing that happened is I found out I got my first deployment to Afghanistan in early 2012. Ooh. So Namitha's mom came to stay with her while I was gone. Um, so I deployed and her mom really wanted to go check out El Shaddai too. Literally the next day, <laughs> that's they, the Shabbat, th- that Shabbat <laughs> there at El Shaddai. <laughs> to keep the shabbat they
1: just waited
2: for you to leave <laughs> yes <Correct>. literally <laughs> L-
0: literally the first i'm gone uh, boom they're yeah. there
2: my mom said hey do you want to go check it out i said sure why not i mean i mean we just went and for the next i would say four to six months i was like a sponge you know just getting it all in i mean if you have ever heard mark bills he's so fast but at the same times he has his golden nuggets that's what i call them oh, he yeah. drops like a golden nuggets you know when you grasp it and come to the understanding of what I've missed out all my life. It was just eye opening. And we plugged in into every little fellowship that happened during the weekdays, during the evenings, everything. One other thing that really spoke to me was the banner ministry they had. And I have never seen such a beautiful ministry in my life, though I was gifted a banner a streamer several years ago in the Christian church that I was going to, and I didn't know what to do with it. I had it with me. I had no idea what to do with it until I saw it at El Shaddai ministry. And it's just like a light bulb came up. This is it. This is what I need to do. I talked to the banner ministry leader and said, Hey, I love what you're doing. You know, I'm so drawn to it. And so she invited me to join the banner ministry. I was only there four months. That doesn't normally happen. It takes about a year or so for people to plug in into a ministry there. So I was immediately plugged in. Now, you have to understand, Eddie was nowhere close to it.
0: No, I'm in <laughs> Afghanistan. And all the while, each week, she, each day, she's like, oh, it's so amazing. It's so amazing. We got to go. And I'm like, I do not want to hear this. I don't I don't care. I don't care. I was hard against it.
2: Yeah, I was trying to tell him everything that I learned. I was just bombarding with him. But, you know, he's over there on another planet, on the other side of the planet. And, you know, <laughs> just yeah. getting overwhelmed, wondering what happened to my wife, you know. So... <laughs> So I just started to pray. I mean, it's amazing the whole congregation there prayed for Eddie literally because they all knew that my husband is deployed, he's in the military. So they're all just praying for him and, you know, we're excited for his return. <laughs> it was amazing. That's how we I came to and uh, Eddie has his own so, story.
0: So yeah, seven after seven months in Afghanistan, I come home and man, she's like crazy. Like we've like <laughs> I can tell like she has <laughs> it's, we have to do this. And I, I thought about it and I said, okay, well, well a couple of things. Um, you know, I, I trust her. And if she truly believes that that's where we're supposed to be, that, that the father had told her that, then I said, well, then I, out of respect for you, I owe it to you to, to give it a shot. And so I said, okay, we can go. And at first I was like, well, we'll go Saturday and Sunday, but I'm not willing to give up Sunday church. She said, okay, we can do that. And uh, so really what I did is I I went and I sat down and I folded my arms and I started searching. I was scrupulous looking. I'm I'm like, I'm going to find the place where they're wrong. I'm going to find the cracks and I'm going to show you they're wrong. And then we're never coming back. That was my plan.
2: (laughs) And so for about
0: the first month, Uh, this is what I'm doing. And I mean, apparently I was a pretty grumpy person and not very friendly doing that. (laughs) Shocker. Um, And it's funny because now even there was one thing like Mark would always say. And I was like, what is this guy crazy? Like, does he think I'm psychic every week? He's like, and in this week's Torah portion, I'm like, how do I know what you studied? I came from the Christian church. I don't know what the pastor studied a week in advance. He tells me on Sunday, what am I supposed to be psychic and know what you read this week? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, there actually is like a schedule where everyone reads the same portion every week. Oh, now I get it. Uh, <laughs> and so then I remember there was one Saturday uh, and Mark Beltz asked a series of questions. And then I said to myself, wow, how did it take me a decade to figure this out? I am really, really stupid. Uh, he said, um, so first thing he asked, he said, so what's it mean to be a Christian? Like break down the etymology of the word. Uh, it means to be like Christ-like or a little Christ. Okay, cool. Sure. I'm, I can figure that out. Yep. Gotcha. And then he says, well, you realize Jesus was a Jew, right? Well, yeah. Anyone with a brain should be able to figure that out. He was born to Jewish parents in a Jewish society. Documented he went to synagogue. He taught there. Yeah, he was a Jew. And then he said, so if you're going to be like somebody, don't you think you should do the things they did and maybe speak the language they spoke? And then it hit me like a train. I was like, I can't just say I'm like him. I actually have to be like him. How did it take me a decade to figure this out? And so, from that moment, I said, "All right, wait a minute. Here's logic. I can't argue with logic. Maybe these guys are onto something. Maybe they're not so crazy after all." And that's really when the wall came down, and I started to glean mm. things, uh, as Namitha said, just grabbing those nuggets because Mark Belts goes at like warp speed teaching, and he has so much knowledge. He's trying to get out there, and I'm just like, man, I'm just trying to grasp things just just little pieces
1: it's like drinking from a fire hose yes it's
0: exactly what it's like yeah,
1: somebody said that to me once and i was like oh my gosh that's yeah. <laughs> exactly what it's like yeah. accurate
0: yeah. description so <laughs> so yeah so that's the story of how it all started for us about eight years ago
2: and eddie came home and said we're gonna keep our first air of shabbat
0: We looked online at some websites, I think, and just try to find some of the basic blessings that people do. And we we kind of stumbled through it because we didn't really know what we were doing, but it was our first step at trying to welcome in and honor the shabbat and
2: And i think it was the best change that we ever made because before eddie and i would go like oh let's go on a date night on friday but you know what it was great but it wasn't meaningful as the day we started arab shabbat i think that friday when we started it has never stopped yet Right. We have been doing Shabbat ever since, and it has been the most wonderful experience. Just when we were just us and then having children, bringing children in it, I think it was the best thing that we have done for our family so far.
0: Definitely. Now it's the highlight of the week for everyone. It's our best meal of the week. The kids can't wait for, for it. And for Hala and for the blessings Shabbat. and Shabbat. <laughs> That's an For excitement. the celebration.
2: Yeah. So what about your mom, Namitha? Yeah, she's a Torah believer too. So that's amazing. My brother and his sister-in-law, um, they do know, they do believe Torah and mm-hmm. all this stuff. But I think they don't have a good congregation to attend. So they're kind of, you know, kind of sort of in and out of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it can be hard. I really, truly believe that Torah is meant to be done in community.
2: Yes, yes. I would agree. Absolutely.
0: We also learn that kind of... It was a, a tough lesson for us to learn.
2: Well, because the commandment is, you know, you show, it's a holy convocation, which we looked at the word convocation means it's an assembly coming together with an assembly, a body of people, you know. So when Shabbat is a holy convocation, that means you need like-minded people to come together. That's how you keep that day separate, you know. So community is very important to keep the Shabbat.
0: So about three years after starting it, In Washington, we found out we had to move to Mississippi, and down there, the congregation was about an hour and a half away from where we lived, and we didn't make friends right away, and it was a long drive, and we're tired, we had small children, and so it kind of got to the point, we were kind of like, you know, maybe we'll come sometimes, but sometimes maybe we'll just stay home and rest, Um, and Demetha had already gotten involved with the banner ministry there, and One of her friends on the banner ministry, she actually is the one who said, Mm -hmm. well, you you do know it's a holy convocation, right? That means we're commanded to come together. And we're like, oh, man. Hmm. yeah so maybe so, maybe my idea of staying at home and resting isn't such a good one when the, the father says the father it's a says holy communication
2: gather. so i think from then it changed our mind you know it's it's about it's not even mind it's an attitude you know it's almost like an attitude of gesture. like wait a minute do you gonna say that oh it's too far to drive or oh man you know i'm so tired or you're just gonna keep the commandment because the Father said to honor the commandment, it's a holy convocation coming together, you know. So we're like immediately switched our it attitudes. Our <laughs> like, yeah. and, change you know, our
0: perspective, And just like he promised, you know, when you keep the commandments, blessings chase you down. And it turned out to be a tremendous blessing for us, you know. We, In
2: many ways. We yeah. wound
0: up making some incredibly strong connections there. Some people who are like family to this day we were very blessed. You just know.
2: being there and serving there. Yes.
0: I would say it's interesting now that we look back, you know, because we didn't plan to move to California. My plan was to stay in Mississippi, but things happened and California happened. The first time moving to Mississippi, we were kind of nervous. Like, oh man, what are we getting into? Where are we going to go? What are we going to do? But this time we didn't have that same fear that those same feelings. And I think it's because we were able to look back now and say, wow. And just look at the father's hand and everything. You know, we didn't plan to move to Washington. We were sent there. And that's where we found Torah. Yeah. We didn't plan to move to Mississippi. We were sent there, and and really the lesson that we learned in Mississippi. It's interesting you said it. It was community because man, that that congregation we were a part of. I grew up in the deep south, and family takes care of family there. But I'm telling you, I've never ever seen a group of people that come together and and take care of each other and operate as a community like that congregation in Lousdale.
1: I can I can attest to that because my Torah family is better to me than my blood family. I right. Agree. I, I, right. I
0: agree. But then, you know, we moved to California. Um, and so we knew that it, it's just another chapter and he's got purpose. You know, we've already begun to glimpse some some of that purpose. And it's more about taking some of the lessons we've learned and, and now helping to share those lessons with some other people.
1: Mm. Well, so how does the military, you know, what do they think of your religion? <laughs>
0: They think I'm a Jew.
1: okay. Okay.
0: (laughs) They think I've practiced Judaism. That's probably
1: the easiest thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's pretty close. And I say, yeah, it's kind of like that, but not not totally the same. Uh, I'm very blessed. For the last over five years now, I've pretty much worked a schedule where I didn't have to work on Shabbat. Um, It could happen occasionally now, but generally speaking, and it's mainly going to be like if somebody got sick or something, Mm -hmm. but generally speaking, I, I haven't in quite a while, and I shouldn't have to. Um, So that I'm thankful for. That's good. Um,
2: And you're able to keep all the feasts and Yeah,
0: you know, I'm able to pretty much coordinate my time off in advance so I can take, you know, the holy days off Ah. and keep all the feasts. So I pretty much save up my vacation time so I can take the feasts off. You know, Ecclesiastes says, you know, there's a time for everything. And one thing, you know, it sticks with me because up at at Mark Bilt's congregation where we started there was responsive reading. It was part of every service. Um, and I remember every week you would say, or, or whoever was leading it at the time would say, let us learn in order to teach. You know, that's the leader. Let me learn in order to teach. And then the congregation would respond with, let us learn in order to do. It was time and it, it, it is our time to, uh, while we were comfortable, we were really comfortable where we were. It was time to, for us to to go, because you know we don't have the same calling that that everyone does, and you know some might be called to just stay in one place, and that's fine. But some might not be. You know, my call at this point is in the air force, and that means we move. There, there's a passage in Christianity that I now know is often misused. And now after quite some time, we realized, wow, I can see the Shema in that. You know, it's the Great Commission. You know, if you go in Matthew, it says, go and make disciples of all nations, right? Teaching them to obey and observe all I've commanded you. And what's interesting about that is we did some like word study on that passage. And in the English, there's two commands there. There's two imperative verbs to go and to make. But did you know in the Greek, there's only one? There's only one command in the Greek. It's actually make. Oh, really? It's to make disciples. The verb we translate "go" is a participle. So participles are usually ing verbs. So it could be more accurately said as you're going, make disciples. So as you go, as I'm a, I'm in the air force, or if if you you know you work at some factory or. If you're a pastor, if you're a missionary, whatever your calling is.
2: Or you're a housewife. Or if you're a mom. (laughs) Taking care of of kids,
0: As (laughs) you are going, make disciples and teach them to observe all I've commanded you. Wow, that sure sounds a lot like the Shema to speak of it It as you walk by the way, as you lie down, and when you rise up. As you're going. And I was like, wait a minute. So you mean he he was just reiterating that? The Shema. Yeah. The Shema.
1: Yeah, it was not a new thing.
0: Right.
2: It wasn't a new so thing. So many times yeah. it's
0: like, man, so you know, for us, it's as we're going, make disciples. Wherever that road leads us, yeah, make disciples.
1: All right, guys. Resources. Who are your favorite resources?
0: You know, Mark Biltz is one of the smartest people I have ever met. He's genuine. He's humble. He's a good friend of ours. You know, his I, books are I personally great. know him. Been to you know, spent a lot of time with him. Um, and you know, I love that. You know, if you go to his website, um, they actually offer a lot of stuff for free. A on lot there too. of free tons resources. of free resources. Yes,
2: cool, free. Um,
0: and he's super smart and a great teacher. I think a- another teacher we're good friends with that we're really partial to. And you know, even now here we we watch a lot of. His messages, he started a new congregation in the last year. Um, you know, Bill Cloud, yeah. with Jacob's Tent is the name of his congregation. He's got another ministry called Shorashim Ministries. You can get a lot of great resources there. Bill is, he is an exceptional communicator. Um, he's really smart, but he's not as fast paced and, and it's a little easier to digest. And then I'd say probably our, our third favorite resource is... And, and this comes with a caveat, so I get it. He's not messianic. <laughs> okay.
1: He's not messianic,
0: but oh man, the dude is smart and he's a fantastic communicator. Rabbi David, David Foreman with Alephbeta.org. Oh yeah. Oh, oh
1: yeah. my
0: yeah. gosh. Oh yeah. His Job
1: I'm a, series, I'm a premium I'm a premium member. We are for
0: years. Uh, his Job series, I've probably listened to it four times this year. It's just mind-blowing. Oh, yeah, my gosh. Yeah. Um, we
2: do it. That's kind of our tradition yeah, on Arab of, Shabbat. Is a after. lot of Arab
0: Shabbat, our boys will be like, can we watch Rabbi Foreman? Can we watch Rabbi Foreman? They want to see the the weekly Parsha cartoon. The cartoon,
2: cartoon but... They you get know, it. They get something out cool. of it. In a
0: book we I, I've read, it's actually it came out recently. It's actually by Mark Biltz. Um, it's called God's Daytimer. It's basically a book about like why Christians should keep the feasts and how right. they correlate, how the feasts line up with Christianity, and why should we do it. So,
1: well, thank you guys. This was a wonderful conversation. I'm so glad we got to do it. Thank you for being willing and making the time and thank you
2: uh, thank you for inviting us to do this i mean we are really honored and blessed to do this with you
1: thank you for listening to walk like a hebrew like and share our facebook page at walk like a hebrew subscribe to walk like a hebrew on your favorite podcast app or youtube and follow us on instagram you can find links to the resources mentioned in this episode in the show notes on your podcast app or by visiting sheholdsforth.com i love comments likes feedback and good reviews, so please leave them whenever and wherever you can. As always, many thanks to Jack Lane for our music. If you would like a free CD of Jack's music, send an email to jacklane at earthlink.net. May Jehovah bless you. We'll catch you next time.